Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, he. Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Oh, Caesar! A dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound to kick off the Friday version of our program where we're usually a half to a third drunk. Today we are under the tutelage of our general manager. Eh. Could certainly be Vlad Putin. I think I'm going to go with Hunter Biden just for chuckles. I don't get that story. You'll have to explain it to me. I'd be delighted to. All right. Delighted, I say. How y'all doing? Friday? Huh? Little Friday with the president talking about Armageddon at a fundraiser last night? That's good to go into the weekend. The president of the United States dropping an A-bomb behind closed doors, which has tongues wagging in foreign policy circles. And you gotta wonder, was that the president's reporting on big finish here? Big finish. Yeah! Kill it! Kill it! Brump. So like I was watching the uh, cable news and David Sanger of the New York Times, which who's maybe the best reporter in America on these sorts of things. Written many books, that sort of thing. Discussing in detail what it means that the president mentioned Armageddon and what he was talking about last night. And I thought, is anybody going to bring up the fact that he may have just 
been winging it. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Is right. anybody going to mention that? Or are we certain that it means something that he mentioned Armageddon? Yeah, gosh. Well, I, certainly there's... Uh... I mean, it's not like he brought up Martians or, or you know, Moby Dick or something like no, that. It's it in is the kind air. of in the air. It's yeah. in the air. Armageddon is yes. in the air. Yes. But does that mean anything is different? So the, the reporting was there, uh, White House sources say there is no new information about Russia moving around nuclear this or that or something. You know, there's so many conflicting reports and you know, a lot of it's secret and then some people are guessing. But I have heard from experts that we would know if he was going to use even tactical nukes because they have certain highly trained nuclear weapon teams and they've got to be in certain vehicles and blah, blah, blah. So we would be able to get the intel before he did that. I've also heard very, very smart people who claim to be experts on this sort of thing say, no, he could uh, he could have a, uh, a tactical nuke in a backpack that any soldier could have on the field and nobody would have any idea and then bluey. So. I okay, I don't. So know. much for the experts. But the, but the point was Joe Biden mentioning that uh, the use of a tactical nuke could lead to nuclear Armageddon because it ratchets up, which of course is what we've been talking about for weeks. Hmm. You know, I flipped to the very article you referenced, which was co-written by David Sanger and one Katie Rogers, who in your world gets no credit because she's a woman, clearly. Uh, and interesting to me uh, was the next thing he said. Which is exactly what I've been asking, what a lot of people have been asking. We're trying to figure out what is Putin's off-ramp. Where does he find a way out? Where does he find himself where he does not only lose face, but significant power? I don't think there is one. That might be the problem. When you're trying to present an off-ramp to uh, somebody in a negotiation or something like that, what if there isn't one? There isn't any situation where you don't come off looking like a loser laughing stock of history. Yeah, to your own people and the rest of the world. That well, is baked a, into the cake. A prominent Russian politician yesterday said Shoigu should shoot himself, the head of the military, for the military's failure. Said it openly. Which uh, I'm told is a big deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. So whatever off-ramp there is, whether it is adorned with a peace treaty or a mushroom cloud, I feel like we're getting closer to it. Of course, the fighting's supposed to settle down for the winter because it just gets too cold and muddy in Ukraine to, to effectively move anymore. Which I've heard is to Russia's advantage. Then you flip to another channel, <laughs> and I hear is to the Ukrainians' advantage. So I don't know which. A little of both, maybe? I don't know. Well, just to, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the important thing is they killed a couple more minutes on some cable news show. Well, I, I, I believe those experts think they're giving expert uh, opinions but uh sure you know there are other experts who disagree is the problem um man oh man oh man anyway it's probably enough of that for now nuclear armageddon yeah the whole friday cheer oh. flavor didn't last very long oh one of the uh, one of the things and the reason i only mentioned uh, david sangers i was watching him be interviewed and there was no chick with him it was just him and uh, uh, Chick, he, he says, he, good lord. He, he was on CNN and he said there is discussion in the White House. This is exactly what we've been talking about. There's discussion in the White House of why people don't seem to be more worried about this or taking this more seriously. <laughs> Which I agree. I can't believe that. I was listening to a podcast the other day, one of those podcasts where they have a whole bunch of different people on and they do some news of the day. 
Kind of like we do on this radio show, only not as well. And um, uh, them, not us. And uh, and they were talking about, I don't remember what it was, you know, something like Hunter Biden's laptop or whatever whatever story it was, was they were going through. And they went to one of the guests. He said, I got to tell you, I'm having trouble concentrating. I'm kind of ready for the discussion about are we going to have a nuclear war? And that's the way I kind of feel about a lot of stuff right now in terms yeah. of following the news. Is there another story? I mean, I realize the world keeps spinning. Life keeps going on. Gas is still expensive. We will talk about all that stuff but in terms of the uh the weight of the story if this happens uh, there ain't there really ain't going to be other than any other story for a very very long time yeah yeah that's true on the other hand I, I i'm hoping the people who professionally obsess over this sort of thing are obsessing over it uh you know i spent the first 25 years of my life as did you under the the umbrella if you will of potential nuclear holocaust then kind of took 25 years off more or less and uh now we're back to work so <laughs> i know how i got through the first 25 years by not thinking about it that much yeah how about we start the show officially and we can just uh, clear our minds of nuclear armageddon that the president was talking about and uh, talk about something else Indeed. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Friday or October 7th, the year 2022. We approve of this program. All right. Let's uh, begin officially according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. You know, I'm only half kidding, but sometimes a game can be, at least at this point, so bad, it's almost good. You know what I'm saying? No. Okay. <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> you know no I'm, I'm not feeling that just no, yet no. over here. That is hilarious. It was a snoozer on Thursday Night Football, <laughs> and Al Michaels tried to, you know, do the old, you know, this is actually, it's like a pitcher's duel, is what it is, what it is. His, his color guys, no, no, not really, I'm not, not following you on that one, this is just sucky. <laughs> you know, that's funny, I flipped that game on and watched like two series and thought, this is boring, I'm not watching this, and then went to better fare. I guess the whole thing continued in that vein. So... Uh, Maybe the bottom of the hour, you explain the significance of the Hunter Biden thing to me, because I don't quite get it. Oh, uh, sure. There's not a lot is the significance. <laughs> kind of teases that. You're like the color guy on the Thursday Night Football. Trying to be honest. <laughs> you got to do the Al Michael. This is very exciting. The Hunter Biden thing. Oh, mine. It's just it's huge. Could it be the entire Biden crime family is about to be brought down? Stay with us. But the answer to that question would be no, no, <laughs> no, they're not. <clears throat> I mean, slightly closer. Yeah, actually, so there's some significance. OK, I think Father Time is going to bring down the Biden crime family before anybody else Oof, gets a chance. Come on. Oof. <laughs> Wasn't that a, like a catchphrase we had there for a while? We're all dying from time. That's right. Slowly. Like, slowly. From time. From time. <laughs> which, which is true. Yeah. Um, uh, the closer you are to it, it seems to uh, get your attention more. But, um, how, <laughs> yep. uh, how's the mailbag look? It's uh, just fine, but it has to uh, give way to Clips of the Week first, of course, the Friday tradition. There are some jobs numbers out, some uh, economic info that's just coming out today that we could take a look at and see if it's important or not. and. Unemployment rate fell back to 3.5%, which is, is historically is as low as it's ever been. I think what we need is uh, is people that want to work, based on the topics we had earlier in the week. But that's a different conversation. All that stuff on the way. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. 
ends with your bank. That's going to be my lesson for today. My real life <laughs> lesson for today, which I'll explain later. <laughs> An amusing tale from yesterday's show <laughs> that I learned more about with another long phone call with the bank. So. Oh, boy. So we have a lot of good stuff to get to. Uh, it's stacks of it. We'll never get through it all. So let's uh, get started. Anyway, the freedom-loving quote of the day. Mailbag all coming up after first a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Three, two, one, let's go. Well, I mean, let me just say right off the top, though. I mean, buckle your seatbelts. The U.S. national debt is now more than $31 trillion with a T. The group of oil-producing nations agreeing to cut oil production by 2 million barrels per day. For days, even weeks to come, Fort Myers Beach will stay virtually unlivable. A marathon of misery. The DEA says it found 15,000 rainbow-colored fentanyl pills hidden in a Lego box. Sirens alerted Japanese citizens to take cover in basements and bomb shelters after North Korea launched a ballistic missile. Now to Iran and the protests there, which are getting louder and younger. This was the week Vladimir Putin crossed a point of no return. Well, without question, the uh, tide of war has turned. He faces a situation that I think, again, is irreversible. Oscar wives, girlfriends, mothers for period pads and tampons. Do you know what tampons are for? When I was born to Dr. Kumar, can biological men become pregnant and give birth? Um, so men can have pregnancies, especially trans men. Among the only person in the world that does this. Oh, have you not had Del Taco fries? And so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity. Family values, people. He has four kids, four different women, wasn't in the house raising one of them. But it is a flight out lie. Double door! He missed it! Double door! Double door! <laughs> that guy is headed into the slammer, and it will not be a good night. Hey, I'm Frankie Lasagna. These are my associates, Mikey Pizza, Sal Calzone, and his cousin, Bobby Unlimited Breadsticks. Can I, can I make a, a very obvious point? Um, Del Taco has the best fries. It feels like ordering refried beans with a hamburger. Can you correct him, or is there somebody that can stop him? Or- <laughs> that the smartest thing to ever come out of Nancy Grace's mouth was some law oh, professor's. No. This is Judgment Day. Taste closed. Oh, boy, something for everybody in that cow, huh? Marathon of Misery is the chapter of the high school years of my autobiography. (laughs) I, for one, would like to thank executive producer Hanson for editing that Bernie McGurk joke carefully. You made me sweat again. (laughs) Hey, let's get a freedom-loving quote of the day. Quoting our colleague Ben Shapiro. He's a clever man. Very smart. The story of Detroit's bankruptcy was simple enough. Allow capitalism to grow the city, campaign against income equality, tax the job creators until they flee, increase government spending in order to boost employment, promise generous pension plans to keep people voting for failure, rinse, wash, and repeat. Mm. Yep, elections have consequences. Mailbag. Woohoo! First of all, Tom uh, from SoCal. 
the latest to comment on our quirky Chris Starwalt interview, which is available at armstrongandgetty.com. If you missed it, it is growing in legend, if anything. I'm uncomfortable with this uh, ongoing conversation because he's a really good dude. I really like him. Oh, agreed. Well, and we were both really looking forward to the interview. Yeah. It just it, it turned uh, quirky. <laughs> uh, anyway, Tom goes on to say, by the way, the French fries were at best average, in my opinion. He stopped by to try them. So based on Starwalt's passionate, passionate endorsement of them, it should serve as the best evidence yet that he may indeed have called Arizona prematurely <laughs> in the 2020 presidential election. <laughs> that is hilarious. Well played, Tom. That is hilarious. Beautiful. <laughs> then uh, frequent critic Gordon writes, Seven years of Trump stumbling and bumbling over the English language, and any little faux pas by Biden is blown out of the water. Oh, well, back to ramming the ramparts and taking over the airports. You guys should be ashamed. Hmm. Taking over the airports? What's that a reference to? Hmm. I don't know either. Okay. All right. Let's see. Uh, Oh, uh, Jose writes on the topic of nursing and meth. Uh, we had a, a little featurette yesterday, actually in two chunks, um, about uh, people saying what other people don't get about what they do for a living. And I actually saved one for today. It's quite charming. Um, but uh, Jose writes, as an RN, I agree with the other nurse about us being the nexus of patient care among all the other disciplines. What was not mentioned is the amount of charting we have to do anytime we interact with a patient or the care team. Oh. Since it's all done on computer, I joke that my main job is playing a very complex and boring video game. Occasionally, I get to do some nursing. Yeah, that 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 is the worst thing they've done to the medical profession is to make all doctors right. and nurses spend all their time tip-tapping into a computer. Right. My and favorite... Cut staffing to an absolute minimum. My favorite cancer doctor, who I was thinking the other day, I'd like to ask him a question, but he left the business with many years left to work, but he just didn't want to do it anymore that way. He was he would come in with three-by-five note cards and ask questions and write stuff down. Didn't, never sat at a computer once, but finally got driven out of the business by uh, not wanting to, to do it that way. Jose goes on to say, as to Jack's problem with sending money via Venmo, he just needs to put definitely not for meth in the comments to avoid all suspicion. <laughs> That's very funny. I, I want to talk about that later this hour if you didn't hear that story, because it's a, a little word of warning to smart asses around America like myself. Aileen Anonymous, almond grower in Cal Unicornia, what people don't get about her job. My family's been growing almonds on our ranch since 1927. My fourth generation ass hasn't adorned a tractor seat in over a year. Farmers don't work the land, they work the regulations. Oh, wow. California doesn't want mid-sized private farms. I won't go into details. Simply stated, I'm a paper pusher now. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, that's, but that's true for everybody, practically everybody. The teachers, the nurses... The almond growers, all with the same thing. I spend all my time just, like, filling out forms, not doing what I got into this business for. We yeah. the people on this farm. Death by bureaucracy. Yuck. But there's probably a hundred industries or more that could say the same thing. Well, you do that to an economy, and you will choke it to death eventually. An economy this strong and vibrant, it'll take a while, but it'll happen. Hunter Biden news, Ukraine news, all worth taking a look at. Stay tuned. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Tomorrow is Russian President Vladimir Putin's 70th birthday, where he will blow out the candles and then push the cake off a balcony. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, what the president said about the prospect of nuclear war. We'll get to that a little bit later in the, uh, the program. Hope you can stay tuned for that. Here's what I don't want to do about the Hunter Biden thing, because it bothers me when people do it about Trump. Okay. And then you can tell me whether or not that is happening right now. Um, there are occasionally headlines about the whole Hunter Biden thing, and then it uh, gets a, a lot of uh, excitement in right-leaning media, and it doesn't. the the story at the time doesn't have anything to do with Joe Biden. And I feel the same way. As I do when I hear the Trump stories get mishmashed between like 
Mar-a-Lago and security stuff, which actually could affect whether or not he runs for president or gets to be president or whatever, and then tax stuff and business Mm. stuff. And I think the tax and business stuff, whatever. If it turns out he overvalued his property, if he committed a crime, whatever. But that just, those seem like such completely different worlds to me. To act like they're all the same thing seems ridiculous. And sometimes I feel like that happens with the whole Hunter Biden thing. I'm interested in Joe Biden, the president, and whether or not it affects him. If it turns out Hunter Biden is really, really bad at paying his taxes or something, I I don't understand why that's significant. All right. First, let's get the facts. Uh, Clip 80, please, Michael. This is David Spunt on Fox News. The Washington Post reported that agents believe prosecutors have enough evidence to charge Biden, Hunter Biden, with tax crimes, plural S there, and a false statement related to a gun charge. Specifically that uh, he said, I ain't no junkie when applying for a firearms license, and he clearly is, or was at the time. Um, The tax crime stuff is significant because the authorities are digging into his taxes and his, uh, you know, his income streams, which could conceivably... Uh, be connected to the old man at some point, although I doubt it's going to be easy to make that connection uh, because they're uh, experts in, in hiding it. The greater significance, I think, how long's uh, 81? I don't have a time on my timesheet. The Tony Bobolinsky clip. Okay, yeah, that's not too long. He's uh, back on with uh, with Tucker Carlson. Tony Bobolinsky is the former naval officer who was a partner in the Biden's business back in the day and absolutely believes Joe Biden was the head of that uh, business. All of the money-making enterprises Hunter was involved with and uh, Jim Biden, Joe's brother, um, that Joe got a cut of all of it. Um, and and here's where it gets more significant. Place that clip, Michael. I spent five plus hours sitting in a room uh, with at one point, I think as much as six federal agents walking through all the facts uh, of my knowledge of the Biden family, um, how I got involved in this, you know, the, the trips around the world. They were supposed to be working a follow up interview. And Tim Tebow, in his last discussion with my legal counsel, was, listen, we know Tony's cooperating. We appreciate all the information he's provided. Uh, we will follow up with you. We're definitely going to have him come in. Uh, for a follow-up interview or spend some more time on this. And um, I haven't heard from them since. So funny thing about pulling threads is they often cause fabric to unravel. And I think it is extremely likely we are going to find out that elements within the Justice Department, including the FBI, worked very hard to keep the story of the Biden family's income streams and Joe's possible involvement with them secret. I think there was a huge effort at suppressing this stuff. And I think that's at the end of the rainbow, maybe. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. My uh, my uh, optimism that anybody will pay a price for that is pretty low, given all the things uh, that came out during the Trump investigation and People just seem to let it happen that uh, FBI agents are talking about, you know, stopping somebody from becoming president and whatnot. Very troubling to me. Sure. Insurance plans, etc. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing is I uh, I want to be consistent with my I don't like the idea of people leaking out these investigations that are in, in progress that we're not supposed to hear about. I don't like when they do it to Trump or whoever. They, they, that's not the way it should work. It shouldn't be battles of leaks to, to sway people one way or the other. It's not good. 
Yeah, it was interesting. Hunter's uh, lawyer. Oh, that's at the outset of this. I almost said the Washington Post is claiming, and remember, they printed all sorts of stuff that was crap during the Russian collusion hoax. Um, a Rush, uh, Hunter's attorney said he, his response to this story was, leaking the contents of a federal grand jury is a federal felony. Why don't you report on somebody committing that felony? Well, I agree with him on that. Now, Hunter Biden, it's his his life is pretty out there and obvious, and he's written a book about it. I mean, it's not uh, it's not a secret that he actually was a meth addict and uh, and gun tax, all kinds of different problems. But they still shouldn't be leaking this stuff in the same way that they that they convinced the entire country that Matt Gates was into underage girls. Then decided. What, two years later? Nah, I guess we don't have anything on that. But nobody reported that. So the leak can paint you as a certain sort of person for the rest of your life. Yeah. I wish they wouldn't. We got, we got to get away from this. When did the Justice Department become so comfortable with, I guess this stuff is all coming out of the Justice Department, with leaking various things to people? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, everything's so hyper-political these days, but you'd hope that certain institutions would say, no, we're not doing that, we're not going there. And if any of y'all, you know, at a staff meeting, you'd say, and if any of y'all decide you want to be the hot source for the Washington Post, if I find out, you're going to be out of work. Mm, yeah. But it's become such a part of uh, Washington's culture. Uh, now, on the Gates thing, he wasn't, they just elected not to charge, right? I mean, they didn't come out and make a speech totally exonerating the guy. They just didn't pursue the charges. Well, yeah, but if they if they didn't pursue the charges, why did I hear about it at all? Character assassination. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I mean, he might be a bad guy. He sure comes off as a bad guy. Hunter, um, you're a loser. But the government doesn't get to say you might be a bad guy. I can't prove it, but it sure looks like he is. They don't get to do that. Right. We're not going to be able to get you in a trial because uh, the witnesses won't cooperate and the evidence is flimsy. But we'd like to make it clear to everyone that you're a criminal. So if you'll excuse me, I'm going to call the Washington Post. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. It is loathsome, um, as is, you know, being a access selling multimillionaire crackhead uh, <laughs> representative of your dad's crime syndicate, allegedly. Um to get back to the threat of the thing. But, uh, again, where it ends, I'm not sure. And uh, I am persuaded by, who is the the fine thinker who pointed out to us how unwieldy it is to conduct politics by investigation? It just takes so long. The rules of evidence are very different. And and just by the time there's any sort of resolution, everybody's moved on like 10 years ago. Like the the Durham probe. You, You realize that's still going on. Mm-hmm. The origins of the uh, Russian collusion hoax in 2016. Right. I mean, it, it's valid, certainly. And if it involves the sort of things we've been talking about, character assassinations and leaks and fictional reports and newspapers and the rest of it, it ought to be known. But for goodness sakes, it's 2022 and counting. Right. Um, yeah, what conclusions could come out you know, next year that would have any effect? Well, if Trump runs. Uh, anyway, different topic. Um my favorite U.S. senator is leaving the Senate. Is that right? I just saw the headline. Ben Sass of Nebraska? Yeah, yeah. Uh, ben Sass, brilliant, uh, despised on the populist right. He's quitting? Yeah, he's resigning his, uh, his senatorialness. Leaving before <laughs> it's over. Boy, that doesn't happen very often with the U.S. Senate. Yeah, I think he's just fed up. Um, I haven't heard his reasoning, but yeah, he's going to become the president of the University of Florida. 
Really? Yeah. He's leaving Nebraska. Yeah. Well, huh. I hope he does an interview at some point where he talks openly about uh, why he's leaving and what it's like in the U.S. Senate. Well, and we have some of his greatest hits, uh, which go to explain why we both are are very respectful of him um, and also why a lot of people on the Trump side of the Republican Party can't stand him. He was frank with his uh, disapproval of the tangerine tornado. Um, a, uh, he's also really hard on, uh, the left, which, uh, y'all should, uh, be aware of. Um, uh, uh, I do need to tell this story in case you didn't hear it yesterday, and I have a, a bit of a follow-up on the don't joke about drugs with your bank. It's just, uh, it's just, <laughs> just could make your life easier, as it has, uh, caused me to have to spend a couple hours on the phone over a couple of days. So, <laughs> stay tuned for that! Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. President Biden saying that he will pardon people who have been convicted of marijuana possession on the federal level. That is going to affect about 6,500 people, at least potentially thousands more when you take into consideration the District of Columbia. That's based on estimates from senior officials who were briefing reporters on this decision that President Biden made. So what actually happened yesterday with that decision is, is pot no longer the same sort of drug as heroin or is this just going backwards to convictions or what actually happened? Yeah, it was just a pardon of people convicted in the past. Um, You know, it's a fairly minor move. It could lead to other moves um, to get uh, marijuana off Schedule A, is it called, Um, so that, you know, universities can study it and do experiments and figure out what it's actually doing to users. I'm in favor of it. I don't think you should smoke much pot if you smoke any. Um, but we ought to know what it's doing. But yeah, this, that was a mostly symbolic gesture. The, the number of people, I don't, I don't know that anybody's in custody for simple possession anywhere in the country at this point. Mm. But, you know, I can dig into it more, but I think it's mostly symbolic. Yeah, it is a problem that it's legal in so many states, yet if you can't, don't pass a whiz quiz, lots of different companies, you can't work there, and that whole thing is, is, uh, untenable. Yeah, I think it's mostly or entirely legal in like 37 states. So right. let's be serious here. Yeah. Um, speaking of drugs. So uh, I mentioned this a little bit yesterday. I have a bit of a follow-up. Actually, I talked to Alex about this yesterday, and he said I was dead on right in thinking that a transaction at my bank got flagged because I made a drug joke. What was your... You had an experience with that, Alex, or something? You'd made a joke somewhere? I used to work at a credit union. Oh, Okay. And, uh, yeah, someone comes in, my account's flagged, and there's an algorithm that looks for certain words on transactions, and I think you flagged a couple of transactions I find that hilarious. (laughs) I find that hilarious. Uh, Do you catch many criminals that way? Anyway, so I was sending a small amount of money, a couple hundred dollars, to a friend for for nothing, for no reason that's even worth mentioning, and uh, I put on there, on the, like, memo, what's it for, I put for meth. I do that regularly when I send people money on Venmo. I've done it many, many times, like for meth, and then I've had to send them money again. It's uh, for more meth, please get help, that sort of thing. <laughs> Always in the memo. Wow. Venmo doesn't seem to read the room. <laughs> Venmo doesn't seem to care because there's uh, if you if you've ever seen anybody's open Venmo, and I'm shocked by how many people whose Venmos are not private. It happens all the time with like babysitters. I can scroll through. All the payments that they send and get, and I mean, and there's a lot of smart alecky comments that just give quite an indication of your lifestyle or whatever. Which you know, right. whatever you do, you. But why do you want me to be able to see that? Well, I was shocked and horrified when we first opened a Venmo account, Judy and I, that um, the default was open. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and if you want, do you want uh, everybody to see how much money you're sending your kids, how often, and for what? If you're a no, absolutely or, or, not. If Good you're, Lord. or if you're younger, do you want everybody to be able to see how often your parents are sending you money or how much money you spend at the bar or whatever? I don't know. So maybe take your Venmo private. I don't know why you'd ever want it open. Anyway, I'd gotten used to joking around on Venmo because I picked up on the fact that young people joke all the time about stuff. I mean, like really over the top crazy jokes about what the money is for, which I thought was funny. Well, I did the mm. same thing on a transaction with Pop, Pop Up, whatever it's called that they use in the banking system at this credit union I use, and I sent a couple hundred dollars to a friend, and I put for meth. 
Well, the transaction didn't go through. And I was like, why didn't this go through? I got an email saying uh, your transaction has been uh, held up. Please call this number if there are any problems. So I called the number and had to do the whole phone tree thing. And this took and like, it was the DEA. And it and took like 15 minutes. Prison. And then I got waterboarded. Um, uh, it took like 15 minutes to even get to a human being. And at some point they said, so what is this money for? Which is a question I generally hate from the bank anytime they ask it. Cause I really, really believe my money I earned. I get to do whatever the hell I want to with it. And none of your business, you know, illegal things. Obviously I can see how that becomes somebody's business, but I don't, you don't get to ask me what I'm using money for. Yeah, I know. It's In like when world. I withdrew, what, $7,500 to buy a used pickup truck. Uh, the smiling manager said, hey, how are you? Great. So uh, what's your plan for this money? That goal. Wow. That, that, really? That really rubs me the wrong way. Oh, I know. None of your freaking business. Well, they're not asking because they decided to or they're naturally curious. They're forced to. And I, so I sent a couple hundred dollars to a friend, and I put meth in the in the reasoning. And then the bank said, so what are you using this money for? And it hadn't occurred to me at that time that my joke had caused the problem. And I said, well, I'm sending it to a friend for some money I owe them because they bought a blah, blah, blah. And, uh, oh, okay, well, uh, you'll be getting a call tomorrow, and we'll be able to clear this all up. And I thought, oh, is it going to take that long? Because I thought this was instant, was the whole point of the money transfer thing. Well, it's just a snafu or something. I was like, then it occurred to me that maybe the meth joke didn't work. So I got another call yesterday in which I was on the phone for like 45 minutes having to go through what the money was for and who it's to and all these different things. And I was trying to give as little information as possible because it's none of their business. And certainly the party on the other end has no, uh, you know, need to have much of their information shared for $400 is the total amount of money. But the, the, my point is, really is do you catch many people with this clever algorithm that if somebody puts meth in the reason for sending it turns out they were selling meth or buying meth oh you caught me ah damn it not have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling lesbians it's a reference to this new scooby-doo movie in which velma is lesbian um (laughs) wow (laughs) again people are fixated on the fact that one of them is a lesbian the other one's a talking dog. I walk into a room with a lesbian and a talking dog. You know, I'll tip my cap to the lady. I want to talk to the dog. <laughs> well, and the other one's a pot abusing, I assume, uh, anorexic oh, of some sort. You can't eat that many sandwiches and stay that skinny if you're not uh, purging. I don't think. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. <laughs> anyway, you absolutely came to the attention of the DEA. They really? have a file on you there, <sighs> Pablo Escobar. Well, I don't mind. Well, I don't like it, but I don't care if they have a file on me about that because I don't. I'm not involved in the drug world in any way, actually. Um, but I don't like, and neither does the recipient of the money like that. They might be on some sort of list now for for you know at a federal level. But that's I don't just... know, Eisenberg. Maybe you should call him and apologize. There, Breaking Bad. Huh? <laughs> I wonder, so do you think they're really concerned, uh, and with their particular profession, it would be really bad to come to oh anybody's boy. attention for that sort of thing? And uh, uh, surely not. Is that the way you catch drug dealers? You hope that they accidentally write down cocaine when they're moving the money around? That just, sound, that just seems crazy. Yes, it does. I, I am reminded of my <clears throat> FBI friend saying the proof that you're too stupid for a life of crime is that you're con- considering a life of crime. Um, maybe they're, they're hoping, wow, here's one of those dumb crooks that uh, the stories used to be so popular. Well, and then here's the follow up on that 
really illogical plan to catch drug dealers that maybe they'll write down under the memo what the what they're doing. Then your way to figure it out is to ask them on the phone. <laughs> and if they say something different, you say, oh, OK, because then the money went through. Uh, well, maybe they were running uh, your your voice through the uh, truthometer there. So you have to be such a dumb crook that you write meth in the memo, and then when they call you and ask you, you say, yeah, it's meth. I wrote it right there, didn't you see? <laughs> I mean, that's the way you catch me. Because if I say, no, it's for something else, say, ah, damn, we thought we had one, but I guess you're okay. Because that's apparently what happened. That is a little bit shaky now that you mention it. Yes. Yeah, I just find it hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Well, banks and the DEA have no sense of humor, apparently. Apparently not. So they, Venmo, you can continue to joke around. Apparently not with your actual financial institution. Boy, I do find it absolutely galling that they can grill you when you remove any significant oh, yeah. amount of money yeah. transferred or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. maddening. Oh, hey, speaking of drugs, got an unbelievably powerful and moving email from uh, a dad uh, about the hazards of fentanyl. want to share with you next hour. Um, man, it's dangerous, and it is out there. It is in your town. Was the president just shooting his mouth off about nuclear war last night, or was it strategic? We'll talk about that hour two. If you miss an hour, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.